Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. We got a solo episode for you today, just me and you. We're going to talk about managing emotions. And I'm really going to hone in on managing emotions more so in training, not necessarily managing your emotions at a meet. Maybe one day I'll make an episode about managing your emotions that I meet, but I think I've spoken on that before in other episodes, but I haven't really zoned in on managing your emotions overall in training, which is what we spend 99 point whatever percent of our time doing versus competing, which is anywhere between zero to like maximum probably four times a year, unless you're crazy and doing like six meets or something. But anywho, so... I have some some focus points here. So when it comes to managing our emotions and training, it can be difficult to manage your emotions if you are someone who puts their whole like life and soul into powerlifting, right? And I am someone who takes powerlifting extremely seriously. Like, I love it. It's fun. But also, I'm extremely competitive and I want to win. I want to do the best I can, get the highest ranking I can, um, potentially break records again if the opportunity presents itself and if I can work hard enough to get to that point. And so, like, I understand, like, powerlifting being a massive part of your life and it can make it difficult sometimes in training to manage your emotions if things aren't going like you want them to be going, you're getting closer to me and numbers aren't where you think they should be. Life stress is making it harder for you to focus in on your training. Um, and that's a stressor, et cetera, right? So number one thing I want to say is when you're training, you want to have very realistic expectations. And I say that because if you're going into your training sessions and you're just expecting to hit, you know, PR after PR every couple of weeks, that is not going to be sustainable for most people long term, depending on where you are in your journey as an athlete, right? And so uh, the best way to have realistic expectations is to really just make sure you're marking down everything in your training. I like to personally look at my entire block. So I'll look at all four weeks, or even if my coach just writes me one week, I know that we're doing the same exercises at least for the entire four weeks. And I can, I pretty much know what days we're trying to really progress and push up my squat, my bench, my deadlift. And so when I am starting a new block, I look at week one and I imagine where I want to be on week four so I can gradually build up to the heaviest loads for that final week before I go into the following block, right? And so when I do that, it helps me to have sort of a, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but I have like, oh, plan. Like I have like a plan for the four weeks. I know if I want to hit, uh, let's say, a 180 kilo squat for my double, right, for my heaviest week four, I'm going to have to build into that. And then I can kind of guesstimate or give myself goals to hit week to week, right? And so when I do that, 
I can go into each training session knowing, okay, I have specific goals for week four. We're on like week two. I know that if I can hit something like 160 to 165, I'm putting myself in a great position to build into what I want to hit on my week four, right? So that way I can really just have a plan and not be just hoping to hit like random high numbers, but not really looking at the grand scheme of things or the entire plan as a whole. And then along with that, another thing is if I am, am struggling to hit the goal number that's set for each week to build into that heaviest week four, then I'm going to know, okay, you know what? Like I may have been a bit overzealous with my goals for week four and it's just not fully coming together I can now expect to probably hit maybe five or seven and a half kilos less on week four I'm not and that way when I get to my heaviest week right and I'm like super excited and I'm like I just really want to hit these PRs I am going to be realistic and know how the whole block went and I'm not going to put like the entire world of pressure on myself to hit that 180. I might say, hey, depending on how I feel that day, I'm going to give myself a range of seven and a half kilos. If I hit the lowest end of the range, I still hit a goal that I had set in my mind because I adjusted based off how training was going. I'm saying all that to say, I've had athletes who literally get to their heaviest week of a training block and they are like just distraught if they don't hit the number that they wanted to hit. But overall, if you look at the entire three or four weeks leading up to it, things weren't quite going as well <laughs> when it comes to the heaviest list as they were hoping it would. And so realistically, when I look at the like when I look at the numbers that they were going for, I'm like, hey, we need to pull back on what we should expect on this week based off how training is going. But it's really hard. It's hard to on the day, be okay with going lighter if you have a high expectation and weren't basing it off the reality of how your, of how your training is going. So whew, I hope that first point makes sense. But basically, if you set realistic expectations and you try to look at your training, not just one day at a time, but one whole training block at a time, for example, then it can be much easier for you to have realistic expectations and will not lead to you being frustrated or devastated when it gets here, when it gets time for you to really push and have like your biggest performance day or week of the block because of being realistic, right? Um, second point to manage your emotions and training, you want to know when to be intense because, as, and the reality is, guys, like we, emotions are a big part of lifting, especially for this sport, right? And if you emotionally drain yourself, it will physically have you drain as well, right? Like you could, you could get eight hours of sleep and be eating and hitting all your macros, drinking all the water and doing everything. And if you if you are emotionally like a mess, <laughs> uh, like because of training not going the way you want it to go, it can make it so that a whole training session, a whole week even is just like like just bad because like your emotions are going to dictate how well you can perform. Like no one has ever like been, you know, crying 
like and this sad and distraught while hitting a PR. Like <laughs> that negative headspace you're in will stop you from hitting the PR, but your physical strength might be where it needs to be to hit that number, right? And so I'm saying that to say you need to know when to be intense. You can't always be super intense for every single rep and every single set you're doing. Um, there has to be times where you're in it and you're focused, but you're not like hyping up what you have to do for the day's training session in your head. You're not like, you know, just so fixated on it and thinking about it 24 seven. There are times to do that as you approach a meet, picturing that day in advance can be massive. Approaching that heaviest training cycle or sorry, heaviest training session um, of your block, that can be a day you're fixated on and putting more emotional energy into, but you can't do that, you know, four or five days a week. <laughs> every single week. You can't be that way for every single session. So I like to really make sure that I am picturing my heaviest training session of a block. And I might meditate on that and have a big goal for that day. But I am not going to go into every single training session. I train five days a week. I'm not going into all 20 sessions of my four-week block like Fixed, so fixated on the number I had to hit the next day and super like, oh my gosh, I just have to hit this 200 pound bench. Like, no. And that's why if you are following a, a good structured program, not every single day will be a day where you're going crazy heavy on every single thing anyways, even though we're still pushing ourselves and not saying BS for training until you get to your last training session of the blog. But I am saying like, there's no reason to be meditating so heavily and like putting your whole life and soul and like all your thoughts into every single training session. Just focus on the bigger ones, meditate more on those. And then when it comes to every other training session, give it your, give it your hundred percent, but don't let it mentally consume you all throughout the day. All right. I'm definitely, I can say right now where I am, today is what, May 3rd, 2023. This in particular is the heaviest training week of my block before I start my peak into my next meet because I'm mm, about five weeks out from my next meet. And so I personally am excited for my heaviest day this week. It's the heaviest week of the block. And I start mentally picturing it on Sunday and I, I won't lie, I've only really thought about it since during my training sessions during the week, but not all day long. And I will start to mentally picture myself being successful probably Thursday, Friday, <laughs> but I'm definitely not going to be like going to sleep every single day thinking super hard about <laughs> this session because it's not gonna, it's just not gonna help me. It depends on who you are and what's gonna really help you. A lot of people can't handle like, being that fixated on a training session for so long, because if it doesn't go well, it will lead to <laughs> them being again, an emotional mess. So this does also depend on who you are as an athlete and a human being. This is all general advice, but like, just make sure that you're only really mentally taking up, like when it comes to your mentality, you're only really mentally thinking harder or being more focused on the bigger training sessions. And then when it comes outside of that, give it your all, but don't let it be your everything. Like do stuff out. Like when you leave the gym, sometimes you have to leave the gym at the gym. <laughs> okay, number three, my third point here is
my third point here is when you are picturing your high performance day in the gym, make sure you're picturing success and make sure you also picture yourself finishing the entire session. Why do I say that? So for my bigger day coming up this Saturday, right? I'm definitely picturing the success of me hitting this double. I have a big squat double and a big bench single. But I'm also picturing the entire training session. I'm picturing me hitting my back down sets of my squat and bench press and my deadlifts after. (laughs) And here is why. A lot of people, they get so hyped up and over hyper fixated on their top set. And then they're emotionally drained for the rest of the training session. I have seen people spend a full 45 minutes to an hour. Like a full 45 minutes to an hour, guys. Like slowly warming up to their heaviest single for their their biggest day of the block. And then, you know, they get their friends around them and like they are cheering for them while they go for that single. And then afterwards, I have seen them just like look like they have just gotten into like a car accident. Like they, they look so exhausted. And then the rest of the training session is dragging. There's zero energy. They're dropping the weight 10% more than they were supposed to because they're so quote unquote tired. But guys, here's the thing. Yes, you may be a bit tired from hitting a single, but we're powerlifters and we hit singles all the time. So it's not that that one single was so, so exhausting that they really have to drop like 30% from that single to do their back downs. It's the emotional exhaustion that's causing that to happen. You're not so physically exhausted, realistically. It, it's, it's mental. So if you picture yourself, your the success of the entire training session is going to make it much easier for you to finish out the entire session strong, no matter what. And along with that, it puts you in a position where if this happens, which will happen to everybody, you fail your top set, you were picturing the success of the entire day. And so you're going to keep going. You don't want to be that lifter who hits their top set, fails it, and stops training. And this is pretty common in powerlifting. I'm not even picturing one specific person i've seen this happen many times like people fill their top set and go home and like if you look at their program you're like didn't you have like <laughs> three more sets of squats to do didn't you have the bench press and deadlifts today like what happened what happened so you really need to zone out and pick and look at the bigger picture the bigger picture is the entire training session a lot of colleges too have this very false idea that like the singles are what gets you stronger i'm like oh my friend um, it's the total training session. It's, it's the full workout. It's the top set. It's the back downs. It's the ascending sets. It's whatever. It's all the work you're putting in rep after rep that is building your strength. It's not your single. Your single is like 5% of the training session. That's not literally the thing getting you stronger. That's where you can display your top end strength, but the singles are not what's literally getting you stronger. So it really is a big deal if you just skip the rest of the session due to being so devastated over a top set. So keep this in mind the next time you put, you fail. I'll just say it. We all fail at some point. I posted me failing my last single before my, the Arnold's. Um, I walked out of the gym for like 10 minutes so I could like 
regroup myself because it was a bad fail. Um, but I came back and did a whole session <laughs> and leave. So it may take you a minute or two and it's okay. You know, you're allowed to be upset. And also you're allowed to be like, okay, I'm a little shook. Like, let me give myself a few minutes. You're allowed to be that way. I'm not saying be emotionless. You, we all care a lot about this sport. I'm saying look at the bigger picture and stop hyper fixing so much on just your top set single that you are emotionally not able to handle anything if it goes badly or you get through it and then the rest of the training session is garbage because you did not emotionally prepare yourself to finish the training session. You have more to do than just that one single. Um, my next point here, no one to stop. So you might be like, Salon, isn't that contradictory to what you just said? No. There are times where you actually may, may need to stop the training session. Now, that being said, it's not don't stop your training session if you're just sad <laughs> over something. But I will say I am definitely the lifter who is like, I do every set, every rep. I pride myself on doing every set, every rep. I put energy into my back downs. I put energy into my accessories. I'm like pushing my accessories, et cetera, right? So there have actually been times where I feel something is a bit off and it's bothering me like physically. But in my mind, I'm telling myself, like, Solana, get over it. It's no big deal. You're a fighter. You push through things. Like, you can you can push through anything. And I'm like, stop getting, you know, frustrated over feeling this, this pain or whatever, or this weird feeling you have and just push through it. Just be aware. If you actually are physically feeling something's off, you actually might have to stop. <laughs> and if you're getting, you know, frustrated because you feel something's off, that's not you need to channel your emotions better. Like you're physically feeling something that's off and you might have to actually stop. So keep this in mind too. We are we are adults here who need to make, you know, we need to make intelligent decisions. So make sure that yes, you are handling your emotions. Yes, you are making sure that you're not like an emotional, like your emotions aren't dictating so much the training session because you're putting yourself in a headspace of, I'm looking at the bigger picture. One bad training session doesn't stop everything. I will finish the session even if, it, even if it's not the session I wanted to have. Like that, these are all very important key things that I've just talked about, but there are times to stop. And if that happens, it's okay. If you have a coach, talk to your coach about that. You may need to adjust the training program or, or whatever, or, or fix whatever is going on. But that is also a thing. <laughs> My last point here is, it refers back to looking at the big picture when it comes to powerlifting. Why do you powerlift? Like, why do you powerlift? If you powerlift to have fun and be with your friends, are you having fun? If your goal is to have fun, you should be hitting your goal, which is having fun. If you're no longer having fun because you're so frustrated with powerlifting, your progress or something, um, now it may be time to reevaluate overall your training. Like, what do you need to change to make it fun? Um, is it to be extremely competitive? And it doesn't mean you have to be like the best in the world or one of the best in the nation. Like I'm a very highly competitive athlete and I do acknowledge that, that like, you know, when I go to like USAPL Raw Nationals, I'm literally going in to see where I can place, if I can place in the podium, and if I can, where. And if I'm not able to do that, I'm like, where in top 10 can I be? 
right? So I get that. If it's to be competitive and your training's not going the way that it, you feel it should be going, you're not progressing, also take a step back. Are you programming for yourself? You might invest in a coach. Is you, are, do you have a coach and your training's not progressing? You may talk to your coach about the plan. If you guys are trying new stuff to or adjusting the training to actually help you get stronger because you and your coach realize you're the lag, then trust the process and give it a fair chance. Like give it a fair chance, not two days, three days. Oh, I'm frustrated. It's not working. Let me let me change something else. It's not working. Let me change. No, like think sometimes things take a full a full training block to see if the adjustment worked. That can be a thing. So I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Managing emotions and training can be difficult. Um, and for anyone, man, woman, whatever, it can be hard. We take this sport very seriously. And I love powerlifting with my whole heart, but just keep in mind that we do need to learn how to manage our emotions, if especially if we're someone who is super emotionally invested to the point where like when you're having a bad training session, it's ruining your life outside the gym, like <laughs> stuff like that. Um Keep in mind the bigger picture. Look at the entire training block, not just one day. Make sure your expectations are very realistic. Stop giving yourself goals that don't make sense. You're No, you're not going to put 20 kilos in your deadlift every block. So stop assuming <laughs> you're going to do something like that. Um, when it comes to other lifts that are tricky, like bench press, bench press is a tough lift. Sometimes progression can really slow down on that lift. I feel like that's the lift that slows down the most <laughs> for majority of my athletes when it comes to progress, um, you just may not PR it all the time and you have to be okay with that. Um, that's really it. Okay, I'm going to stop saying that's it because I said it like five times. Thank you so much for listening. If you got through to the end and you enjoyed the episode, please do leave a five-star rating and a review. I appreciate that so, so much. You can do it on Apple Podcast. You can leave a rating, not a review, on Spotify as well. If you have topics you want me to go over, for the powerlifting podcast shoot me an email at solanalewis.pt at gmail.com and if you have comments about this episode you can always dm me at solana underscore lips i read all of my dms so thank you so much and have a fantastic day